And you're listening to A Daily Dose of Hope, healthy stuff so you can keep on trucking with Hope Savaro. I'm good. All right, cool. Here we go. Oop. Oh. All right, cool. Okay, there we go. All right, hey, welcome back, everybody. Hope Savara here with a daily dose of hope on Chrome and Steel Radio. You are tuning in because you love this show. You love a little hope in your life every single day, and you can't get enough of it. And it just so happens that I'm here on Thursday mornings, Central Standard Time at 9 a.m. Awesome. I have a super, super amazing guest today. I'm excited to have him on. He's going to blow your mind because he has done so many different things from Ironman triathlons. He's an author. He's a TEDx speaker coach, and he has a new book out, Habits for Success. And I don't know about you, but success is on my bucket list of always trying to be the best possible version of myself in my life. So I'm always looking for tips and tricks to improve myself. And I know many of you are as well. So I want you guys to give a wonderful welcome. Drop it in the comment section, welcoming Brian Benson to the show. Brian, thanks for being on. It's my pleasure, Hope. Thank you. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, where have you been? Who were you before in your past life? And who are you today? Wow, it's constantly evolving and changing, but up until 10 years ago, I was, I'm from Salem, Oregon. I was running my family business. We had a golf center, which was like a driving range, a retail store, and a nine-hole par three course. And I, I was running it, you know, for about 11 years. And then I kind of got, uh, I felt like I stopped growing there and kind of, you know, felt like I was supposed to do something else with my life. And I really honestly didn't know what I was going to do, but I had a chat with my dad and he was understanding. He said, go for it. And I ended up having to stay an extra year though, because we decided to sell it. And, and it was tough because I really wanted to hit the road, but it was a blessing in disguise because, uh, as I was, I've always kind of tried to be the best version of myself. And I was doing some self work at that time. And my first book just kind of happened unexpectedly. And so I self-published it and it came out in early 2009 and it just kind of pointed me in this, gave me direction, the direction that I needed. And, um, you know, since then it's just been kind of a crazy journey of, of, you know, self-growth while I'm continually stepping out of my comfort zones, which has, has me doing stuff I had no idea were inside of me, you know, with the books and the acting and, and all kinds of other things. So I love yeah, it. That's in a nutshell. <laughs> and and also a little side note, if those of you that are not Facebook stalking Brian right now as you're listening to this, um, he also, can you tell us a little bit about the acting? Because you are in some short clips and I'm sure you would have other stuff with Jay Shelty. And, and I don't know if any of you know of him, but he does some pretty epic stuff on social media. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I don't know if you're familiar with Prince EA also, but he does a lot of viral videos. And I had done a few with him and become an acquaintance of his. And I saw just some on some acting submission, self-submission site, you know, they were looking for some people to do something. So I chimed in, said, hey, I've done this before. I'm also in the self-help field. And they keep asking me back. So I just did two more, one yesterday and the day before. And so um, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, the first one I did has had like over 150 million views. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and another thing that's kind of funny too is I always end up playing the jerk. 
jerk versus being the jerk yes yes so that's the key point but i want to kind of dive in and ask you a couple questions this is about your past life um how did you get turned on to the iron man because i feel like for those people that are out there you're either kind of you you are an athlete or you're active and you're into fitness or you're kind of like "Eh." so that's a really like i'm i'm making a decision to really make this a part of my life how did that come to be that was also kind of by accident. I was in college playing mud football with a bunch of buddies and my kneecap got knocked out of place. And so it had a lot of issues and problems. I ended up having to have surgery. And a buddy of mine had done a short triathlon the year before, and this is when they were still fairly new. And I just, you know, I, I set a goal intuitively. I felt like I needed to set a goal to, to really, you know, um, get myself through all the rehab and stuff. And so that's what I did. And a year after the accident, I, I, you know, stepped foot in my first little short sprint triathlon and I was hooked. And I ended up doing four more that summer. And it just really, they made me feel empowered and alive. And I, the next summer I did 10 races. And then the third summer I did my first Ironman. And so all told, I think I've done over 50 races, you know, but it just kind of became a lifestyle for me. And I didn't see it coming, but it, it made me just feel you know, I was in the best shape of my life. And it just, it was just, you know, here's another side note. And it's, it's, it's interesting though, you know, we're all, I think we're all here working on learning how to love and accept ourselves more. And I think there was a part of me back then that was still trying to fill some of those voids. And I think that it, it did fill a void. It was a positive void, if that, you know, if that makes sense. But um, so, yeah, so it, I look back very, very fondly on, on all the racing and the experiences and the travel that I had and the friends that I made from it. I love it. And I think for those of you listening today, um, can probably in some capacity relate to Brian because I can. And, and you said something that really struck a chord with me. You were looking to fill something in your life. You were looking to kind of find something in your life. And, and this morning I was on a show and we're talking about addiction and recovery because I'm a recovering addict. And we're looking to fill that void. We're looking to find ourselves in that process. And some people go down a path that's not so healthy. And some people find that healthy path. Some people find the healthy path through the unhealthy path. And I don't, I think for those of you listening, thinking I could never run, um, I could never do a triathlon. I could never do any of that. Well, ask yourself, what could you do? Because there is a healthy option. There is a healthy choice. Maybe it's just walking more. Maybe it's taking up an aerobics class. Maybe it's just meditation or just smiling more. Whatever it is, I think your triathlon and your Ironman, it's like a metaphor for us to find something to become more for ourselves. I mean, what do you think about that, Brian? No, I totally agree. You know, I mean, there's just, ultimately it comes down to, I think, trying to put, you know, uh, healthy, healthy, high vibrational activities in place of those things that we kind of go to when we're feeling down and, you know, whether it's um, drinking or um, just whatever, too much shopping, too much TV, too much internet, you name it. But for me, it was really nice. Uh, and I think it was a wonderful to have that in my back pocket when I left the family business 10 years later, kind of knowing that I could accomplish something if I put my mind to it. And you know, I had to train a lot to get ready for some of those races, but most of it was up here and right here. And, and so, you know, 
just like you said, if people are looking for something just to kind of get them, you know, to, to wake up a little bit and feel better, go hike, go for a walk. Nature is just a cure-all for everything. I try to hike every day and it, living here in LA, it, it's my reset and it helps me stay grounded. But, but, but there's a lot of things that we can do that uh, will help us kind of turn that corner and to start feeling a little bit better in general and better about ourselves. You, you said two things. You said high vibration activities and personal reset. And I think a lot of people never put a lot of thought in it because they've never been exposed to it. And clearly you've been exposed to it. The idea of high vibration friendships, high vibration activities. Positive friendships. Yes, high <laughs> vibration foods. And, and the more you're around that low vibration stuff, we all know it. We feel like crap after we're around that person in our life when we leave yeah. and we're like, why do I feel so yucky? And it's because they're low vibration or after we have fried food five days in a row, it's like, oh, I just need like some fruits and vegetables. And there's something out there for everybody in that matter. And for that time in your life, it was triathlons and Ironmans. And, and for a big part of my life, it was yoga. Um, yeah. I love nature. Nature is my reset. But how did that transpire into you writing books? Well, like I briefly touched on earlier, you know, I just, I, when I was leaving the family business, I honestly did not know what I was going to do. I just felt like I had this gift inside of me that needed to come out and I didn't know what it was, but I needed to try and find out what it was. And so that last year while being at the business and just kind of just ready to just wanting to hit the road, I sat down one day and wrote down five things that I knew that would help me stay in balance during this period. And after I wrote them down, I put it on a piece of paper and stuck it in my wallet. Every, every once in a while when I started kind of feeling down or just a little scattered, I would, I would make sure that I was doing what was on my list. And it helped me so much so my intuition said, scream, expand the list and write a book. And so I wrote this simple little book on how to, you know, a whole bunch of different ways to stay in balance and self-published it. And, and when it came out in 2009, uh, it won a couple of awards, which really surprised me. It didn't sell that much because number one, I was too shy to market it and I didn't know how to market it but it just gave me the, the direction I needed and it forced me to start stepping out of my comfort zone because I was terrified to speak in front of people and I knew that if I wanted to share that message, I needed to overcome that. And so then I, I began the process of doing a whole bunch of different things, which got me into acting, which got me into a whole bunch of other things and, and you know, connected me to all, all these other synchronicities, if that's even a word, events and, and, and connections. Yeah, I'm gonna invent a new word. So I, I, this is my big thing, you know, in addition to trying to help everybody learn how to really love and accept themselves, just work on yourself, do the self growth process, become more self aware, and you will be shown the way. And everything just starts to get easier. You know, if you, you get rid of so much weight, as you become more self aware. And I think you touched on something really great, and I can relate to that, where you said everything gets easier. And I think that the key with that, at least for me and my experience, is it doesn't mean life necessarily gets easier, but your harmony with life, the way you look at life, the way you look at what used to be obstacles or blockers becomes easier. It's like you stop seeing all the crap. And you start seeing through the crap into the other side of the stuff. And it's like a mindset change. It's, it's a lifestyle change. You almost 
automatically start to stay away from the other stuff that's going to taint that self-love and that ability for you to want to enjoy life. And I just think that's such a powerful thing. And then to write a book about it to inspire other people. Because one thing I continually find over and over and over again, and I've, I've been working with people for almost 20 years, is everybody is lost on some way, shape, or form. And we all need somebody just a little bit further ahead to pull us up. To say, yeah. hey, like, you can do this. Be their cheerleader. But then also, like, the five things that will help me stay in balance. For those of you listening, I challenge you to write down five things today that you need to do to help you stay in balance and do exactly what Brian did. Pin it up for my truckers, pin it up on your dashboard. If you're at home, if you're a stay-at-home mom or you work in a cubicle, pin it up where you're gonna see it every single day to keep you accountable. Cause it sounds like that's kind of what you did too. Absolutely, you know, and, and, and when you become aware of the things that help you stay in balance and you also become aware of the things that, that knock you out and you know, then you can start to eliminate those as well. Cause it really, it's all about self-awareness and, and, you know, what we just talked about, but, you know, I have the saying that I love to say, it says, you know, love yourself and everything falls into place because we just, we don't react the way that we would normally react. We don't get triggered like we do because we know that we're enough and we're, you know what I mean? We're just, we're, like you said, it doesn't necessarily make life easier, but it does in that we, we roll through the tough times in, in a smoother way. We don't, chase the relationships to fill that void we we connect with people that truly fit with us because we're okay with ourselves and we don't need to rush into anything yeah you know, we don't take everything so personal right yes that's perfect i mean there's so many different things how self-acceptance can play a positive part in our life i love it i love it so how did how leaving a family business. So I, I'm actually, I've owned a yoga studio for 13 years and I'm closing it. My mom has worked for me, you know, pretty much the whole time I've been open. I've had, you know, various instructors and things like that. And, uh, stepping away from something that has bonded you as a family in a sense, like you're helping them provide and they're helping you provide, like that's a hard breaking point. And sometimes it's leaving, moving away as a family, like you moved to Colorado and, and they stay here or whatever how did you work through that? Like, how did that come to be where it's like, Hey dad, I don't want to be a part of this anymore. And then stepping away and doing your own thing. You know, I think for me, it was just, just that intuitive feeling that's, you know, like, I, I just don't want to do this anymore. I don't think it's right for me anymore. I want to keep expanding my, you know, my horizons. And luckily it, he had, he was in an insurance, he had an insurance business as well. So that the golf center was kind of a side thing that I ran and, you know, he was, I was lucky. He was very, you know, open to the idea and, and just wanted me to be happy. So I didn't have to really necessarily deal with a lot of guilt of leaving a situation that people didn't want me to leave. Um, so I still would have done it, but I had his support, which, which helped. You, you said something that feeling that it's the right time. And I can relate to that um, in closing my studio now recently it's like, I just knew, I knew that like, if I didn't pull the plug now, it would make a good thing turn bad almost yeah. like, like leave, leave now because <laughs> you also can't go here until you close this door. And the whole saying of close one door. So another door opens, yeah. I just, it is so true. You all, yes. for those of you listening, 
if you are holding on to something that you know you're not supposed to hold on to, a job, a relationship, uh, a, an idea, uh, something someone said, or whatever it is, if you don't let that go, I assure you, with certainty of personal experience, that door that you see right in front of you, you can see everything that's going to happen will not open. The second I announced two months ago that I was closing my studio finally to the public, I am not joking, three opportunities I've been working on for months <laughs> all of a sudden manifested simultaneously within like two days. Wow. No joke. No joke. So that whole idea is so, is so, so true. I want to jump ahead now because you have a book. You said it's like 48 chapters long. Yeah. Of Habits for Success. If I'm a newbie and I'm like, you know, I want more for myself. I'm trying to be better at life, be better at my job, be a better spouse. Like, what does this book entail? And can you give us a little insight to it? Sure. You know, it's really just a culmination of the last 10 years of my journey of kind of sitting in the observer's perch almost of, of witnessing and documenting my own growth process. And so I just try to, I wanted it to be an entertaining book as well as, you know, helpful. Um, so I, just, I tried to write it in, in a thought provoking, uh, inspiring and entertaining way. And I'm really proud of how it turned out. And ultimately, you know, like I said, everything I think funnels back to that love and acceptance thing. And so if we can become more self-aware and maybe institute a lot of the habits that I've written about, that will, that will help funnel you right into that place of, of becoming more self-aware and, and just, you know, just, just becoming a more authentic version of, of oneself. You know, I think that's what we all really want to do inside, even if we don't necessarily know it. And that's why I think when we see other people, you know, being themselves and, and it just, it gives us permission to do the same thing. Cause it's not always easy because, you know, with social media and, and the advertising that we're bombarded with all the time, we get a false sense of, of what, what is real and not, you know, we kind of get our validations from uh, all the likes and those are, what, what are they really? I mean, we're, we're comparing ourselves to everybody's best with our worst, with what we see because that's what most people post, right? So this book, you know, it's just, there's so many different chapters in there um, that just talk about all kinds of different things. And, you know, some, you might already be aware of something, but maybe not, you know, but they're just, they're all high vibrational, positive ways to make change in your life. I love it. You, you touched on this like self-aware and we've said this phrase. A few I times know I keep now. saying it. People are probably getting tired of it, but it's, it, no. it's the truth. It's the, I mean, it's where it all lies. And I think for many people, and I don't know, um, for those of you listening, but my addictive self, my old self, you know, I'm in recovery now for 15 years and I had no idea what self-awareness was. Like, mm -hmm. I remember my first yoga class and the teacher made me pay attention to my breathing. And I was like, you can do that. <laughs> like that, that's possible. And so this whole idea of self-awareness. So if you're struggling with change, if you feel like life is shitting on you, I encourage you to, to engage in practices that encourage self-reflection or self-awareness because you can't change something you don't know exists. And I think sometimes yeah. that's the rabbit, that's the race, or that's the, the, the hamster wheel that many of us get on. I'd love to hear your insights on that and what your thoughts are on that. No, I totally agree. And, and it all really starts with slowing down. And that's terrifying for a lot of people if they're in this pace of really zipping through things or having music playing all the time or, you know, having the TV on all the time or just, that's just a way to um, block out what's wanting to come through. 
whether it's a, something that you need to heal or, or whether it's an intuition that, that, that wants to speak to you to help put you on your proper path. So got to start slowing down. And, do, you think that, do you think that has something to do with too? Um, I look at just um, the West in general, America in general, like we almost have this unwritten rule of if you're not going nonstop, you're not, you're not getting somewhere. You're not effective. But you go anywhere else. I've traveled the world. You uh, many places. You go anywhere else in Asia, Europe. They they take Sunday off very seriously. Many places close for siesta. I mean, it's like I'll be there at eleven and it's eight p.m. Even like the month of August, don't they go on holiday too? Yes. This is yes. Like that. Right. And, and so here we are thinking we're so progressive and we're so effective and doing things, but we're burnt out. We have adrenal fatigue. We're stressed. We're overweight. We can't sleep. And the solution to that is exactly what you said. Slow the bleed yeah. down. I mean, seriously. No, and it's so against human nature, but I'll tell you what, um, when I push and I can tell, I've gotten to the point where I know when I need to take a break and, and I'll give myself permission to do it. Initially I wouldn't, but even if it's a day or two days or even a week or two weeks, if I'm really needing it, I'll do that. And, and every time I do that, and if I don't, sometimes I'll get sick and I'll be forced to do it. So why not do it in a healthy manner? But when I come back, I just, I mean, stuff flows through me. Um, you know, stuff gets done. Stuff happens so much quicker. It's like, cause when I try to push, it's just like, I can't do it. So why even try to push? I mean, that's me personally, but mm -hmm. um, it, it, you just got to slow down. You got to let, you got to learn how to listen to that inner voice. You know, that's for me, that's what's gotten me where I'm at. You know, I just, I really didn't know what I was doing. And, and, and uh, I would just get ideas and, you know, and it would be like an all systems go, I'm going to do that, even though it's scary for me, but it just felt like I was kind of got to the point where if something felt scary and exciting at the same time, I knew it was on the right track. Yes. And it just, and it just opened up my world. And so if we really want to do that, we need to slow them down. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And, and you touched on something really great too. And I think for a lot of us that are listening, that is a struggle. It is an American Western struggle of that feeling where you said it's it's exciting and scary simultaneously, but then stepping into that. And also there's a piece to that, that at least I'm finding in my life right now, the whole self-made get there on your own. Like my whole like upbringing was like struggle, struggle, struggle. Like if you're not struggling, you're not successful. Yeah. And I realize now like that's BS. Like yeah. I was told a lie. Like that was a lie. I was told my whole growing up. And what I'm realizing now is every time I ask for help, it makes things easier. Who'd have thought? It's, and, and you know, it's like your ego is like, oh, you suck if you ask for help or you're never get where you want. You won't be successful. Like you're going to be seen as less than. Yeah. But I found is the more you ask for help, surprise, people actually want to help you. Like, Yeah, it's, I, I was that way too. And I did a lot. I mean, a ton on my own just because I'm very driven. Same but here. Yet, but yet it, it wasn't that enjoyable. I wasn't celebrating my wins and patting myself on the back. And it would just, I would go from one thing to another. And then it, it didn't, it wasn't fun. And so then I kind of had a breaking point when I did a kid's book a few years ago. And it hit number one on, in its first day on Amazon, which was wonderful. And it made me very happy. But I was depressed for the following week. And so that really kind of made me just um, rethink everything and I said, if it's not going to be fun, I don't want to do it anymore. And so I really, from then that point forward, starting to try to really just 
enjoy the journey because that's and it's cliche but it's so true and you know and there's nothing wrong with working hard it's just about working smarter exactly. and breaks when you need them and refill your cup so that you can really get what you want to come through to come through you because when you're you're when you're empty you're not going to get you're not going to get the stuff that you really want anyways mm-hmm. i you know agree I, mean? I agree and and you you talk a lot like i talk the authentic version of yourself i used to never know what that meant and but i always remember being like at a party in my teens and early 20s and you see that one person for me i'm a female so you see that one female where it's like she's average right like i'm average like we're all average in some way but it's like there was nothing really that special but she was so freaking confident and it was like everybody was attracted to her and it was like why? Yeah. I, I like couldn't understand in my naive, my naive <laughs> self. Okay, I'm totally being just like vulnerable here and telling people that you know. Uh, but she was authentic in that moment. You know, she she may she may not have had the best clothes or had the best body or whatever, but she was her, and people were attracted to that. And I think that's like a mixed message we have in our society of like, the more you are yourself. And you're not here to squash anybody or you are yourself with kindness that will always be received well versus if you're trying to be the best version of yourself and take everybody down in the mean way, you know, like I got to get through this path. And the only way I can do that is by burning everybody (laughs) down, but I'm my best self. Like people feel that too. So you're talking about high vibration. Is it really your best self when that, in that particular thing? It's not, I mean, it's not. Yeah. Exactly. So that just always really strikes me. And I feel like yoga for me and, and being outside in nature or walking, I love to walk, um, is my way of resetting, like get real with yourself, Hope. It calls me out on all my shit so that I can go back into my life then and make sure I'm doing what I should be doing and being the best version of myself. Um, what are your suggestions for people if maybe yoga is not for them or running or something like that's not, what, like, what else could people do to find that? You know, I mean, if you're able to walk, I mean, we, we keep talking about it, but just get outside, you know, try to get, get, get around with some trees and, and just sit there if you can't walk very far, but just, just, you know, just slow down, relax. If you can walk, then go, you know, walk two or three miles. And that's where I get all my ideas. It's amazing. I'll just be going along and, and I'll, you know, speak a little blog into my phone and email it to myself and, or whatever. And it's just, Oh my God. Yes. I do the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does like, <laughs> 10 things for me. I mean, when I was preparing to do my TEDx talk, I would, the loop that I did was three miles. It was, um, uh, and, and I would like, I would do it twice, once on the way out and once on the way back, you know, at about 15 minutes. And um, it just, for some reason, when I'm out there, it, it's sunk in better too. It's, there's so many benefits. I can't even explain it. I mean, nature's perfection. It's it, the vibration is just matches none. And so, you know, you're getting exercise, you're, you're connecting with source, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it. You're letting your intuition come through. You know, you just, there's so many things you can gain from getting outside. I love it. So that, that's my biggest thing. I mean, you know, if you can't get outside, sit down on your couch for a little bit, put on some, some really relaxing, easygoing music and, and, you know, ambient music or whatever, and just shut your eyes, take some deep breaths and just, just, know that everything's going to be okay and just do that and make it a practice and see what happens. And I think dedicating yourself to one thing 
and and really showing up for that every day and not letting your egotistical mind um, downplay that like that's not of value because that was my problem in early in recovery it was yeah. like i'm not doing enough i'm not yeah. recovering fast enough yeah. i'm not stepping forward fast enough and i was discounting all of the amazing steps i was taking to practice self-care and to heal and to find myself again and i think we as a society need to give ourselves more permission to be okay with that and in even like your success habits book, your habits for success. Sorry, I said it the backwards. It's like, find one of those, read his book, find one of those, do it till it becomes as automatic as brushing your teeth and then do another thing. This mentality that we have to change all at once is we've been lied to. It's BS. It doesn't happen. The people that say that, that really didn't happen for them. And if it did, it was a fluke. It was a fluke. And, and most of us, we have to change such on a deep level of all of the stuff that made us who we were now. We kind of have to undo that to get where you want to go. So give yourself permission, like Brian's saying, to just like, and let yeah. that be okay. Yeah, thank you. And I think when I've been told when people um, read the chapters, you know, there's, there's stories in there. And, and I think, you know, when we listen to someone speak or we read something, a lot of times we'll put ourselves into that, you know, like, what would I be like? What, how would I react to that? And I think uh, I've been told that people are able to do that really easily. And it, and it just kind of, I don't know, it just, it opens up some ideas and, and you know, um, the whole self-awareness process. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You, you are such a wealth of knowledge and I did yeah. stalk you on Facebook a little bit. Um, so if you haven't yet, <laughs> make sure you go and find him on Facebook and find him um, on, do you have, you have, on your website. I've got a lot of great stuff on the website, a lot of short films and videos and other stuff. And yeah, it's just gbrianbenson.com. Perfect. Perfect. Um, here's a recap. For those of you that have just caught the end end of this episode, and you can go back because this is an amazing episode, Brian Benson is our guest today. We are talking about success habits and kind of going from where you are to where you want to be. And one of the things I want you guys to remember to do, because I'm going to follow up with every single one of you in some way, shape, or form, is five things that will help you stay in balance. Write them down. And here's a little insight, because this is what I would do in my mind, in my, my old self, is I would go... F that, I don't need to do that. And then I would struggle, 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 struggle. <laughs> All because I was like, literally my egotistical mind did not want me to move forward. It wanted me to stay stuck. It wanted me to stay miserable. And guess what? Writing down five things will take you five minutes, maybe at max. And I promise you, it's not gonna cost you any money. You don't have to tell mm -hmm. a single soul about it. You are the only one holding yourself back from doing that. So I'm calling you out on it because I would call myself out on it. Second thing I want you to do is decide what one practice you can add into your day every single day, like Brian was talking about. Maybe it's not running an Iron uh, an Ironman. Maybe it's not taking up yoga. But like he said, turn on some music on this thing that is a new appendage to our arm and our hip called a phone and turn on some soft music. Close your eyes even for a minute and just breathe and like reset yourself. Do that every day and watch your life change. Yeah. yeah. I want to give a quick shout out here to our sponsors over at Chrome Steel Radio. Uh, first is Jack's Chrome Shop. 
You um, quick delivery from our warehouse, hundreds of products in stock, wide selection of grills, LED lights, lug nut covers, interior trim, bumpers, window accessories, and more. Jack's Chrome Shop Club gives loyal customers exclusive apparel and access to custom parts along with special pricing on all Jack's Chrome. I also, for those of you that follow me at Mother Trucker Yoga, um, they are making our mud flaps. So now you know where they're coming from and it's great quality. Uh, remember to visit jackschromeshop.com and use JND15 to get 15% off your order because you guys love me and I love you. I also wanna give a special shout out to Davy Crockett TA Travel Center off of exit 36 and I-81 in Greenville, Tennessee. They are the best TA out there. They have IHOP, Papa John's, Dunkin' Donuts, monthly sales on food and fuel. They have an amazing new parking lot they just put in. Absolutely fantastic. Big supporter of Chrome and Steel Radio and Trucker Nation. I know many of you love Andrea over at Trucker Nation, so definitely check that out. Why go hunting for your fuel and food when you can find a sure catch at Davy Crockett TA Travel? Love them. Love mm -hmm. them, love them. And Chrome and Steel Radio is doing a special event there in October. We'll be giving you guys details uh, when that comes to be. But Brian, why don't you let us know really quick here, and we'll put this all in the comments and in the uh, post here so you all know where to find him. But yeah. let us know, website, what social media outlets you're on, and where to find your book. Thank you. Uh, website's gbrianbenson.com. Uh, you can find the book on Amazon at the link habitsforsuccessbook.com or on my website. And I'm on pretty much all social media, just under G. Brian Benson. Awesome. I love it. Thank we will you. make sure we will make sure everyone gets all of that. And please follow him because he has some really amazing uplifting stuff. And we all need a little inspiration in our life because we all get down. But I want you to know, no matter how hard it gets, you should never lose hope. Never lose hope that there is opportunity yeah. out there for you. You just yeah. have to reach out and grab it. This is why I do this every single Thursday with y'all because I love you and I know what it's like to be in the dumps. I know what it's like to be in the pit, to be in the darkness, and there is light out there for you, and I want to help you find it. Brian, thank you so much for being yeah. on the show. Thank you, I appreciate it. Everybody, make sure the most important thing about this show is you got to share it out. Share out this message. Share out this broadcast. Let everybody know that you love A Daily Dose of Hope and Chrome and Steel Radio, and we will see you guys again really soon. Bye now. Take care.